Hey everyone, and welcome back to Say It Out Loud with Martha, the podcast. So I know I've been away for a while, and I don't really have to tell you why, but it seems like everyone wants to know why I've been gone and haven't been recording or posting any episodes, which, my personal opinion, it's none of your business. No, I'll just let you guys know, work is pretty busy, it's IRA season coming towards the end of um, tax season, so my department is very busy right now with helping our members with prior year contributions for 2020, and yeah, that's all I'm going to talk about with that. I just haven't been in the mood to record. I'm going to be honest with everyone and say that if I am not in the mood to record, and I'm not passionate or motivated to talk about the topic or story I want to talk about, I'm not going to do it. I'm never going to put anything out there that seems forced or fake or where you can tell that I'm not into it. But I got an exciting story for you guys today. So first things first, Alvaro and I had our first outing like in the public last weekend. We went to Seattle. Um, We decided to go to Seattle because my brother's favorite YouTuber, Mr. Beast, if you don't know who he is, check him out. He's actually one of the very few YouTube channels that I actually enjoy watching with my brother. Um, Typically, I don't like what my brother watches because it often is about (laughs) watching people play video games. And it's like, just play the video game yourself and then learn about the game yourself. But Kids today, they prefer to watch YouTube watching other people play video games and sometimes it can get annoying because you're literally watching what they're doing and then they're like shouting into the mic and it's just like, come on, like stop. But anyway, so I, we decided that we would take them and so we bought him like a bunch of Mr. Beast gear. We bought him a hoodie. We bought him the Mr. Beast burgers t-shirt that has the menu on the back, which was is cute. We bought him a glow-in-the-dark uh, like 32-ounce water bottle that he really likes. But we just wanted to make sure that when we took him that he was all geared up. So um, we took him to Seattle last weekend and we also made like a day trip of it. So instead of just going to the burger place and eating and then going back home, we decided that we would check out the Seattle Aquarium. We've never been to the Seattle Aquarium. So Alvaro said, hey, it's open. Like we should go, but you have to buy tickets in advance. They have specific time slots during the day that there are available tickets. They only let a certain amount of people in. Obviously with COVID, there are restrictions on how many people can actually be in a uh, like in a facility enclosed facility and um, yeah so we bought our tickets and we invited our friends Jess and Anthony or aka as my brother would like to call them the YouTubers Um, but Jess and Anthony typically we either join their Sunday fun days or we together come up with a Sunday fun day that we all do together. Um, It's just something that we definitely miss doing with our friends, going out and seeing new things and trying new things and just being out with the public, living our best lives. But since COVID, you obviously can't do that. Everything's been put to a halt. So why not start the year on a positive note and just go out there and like try to be normal, try to be human again, which 
honestly, we all forgot how to do. I feel like we all have forgotten how to be human, especially if we have been enclosed in our homes. If we started working from home, you're very much like, I work from home. I don't have to go to the office. I'm just going to stay here, change into some comfortable clothes, and then that's my day. But then it gets to the point where you stay inside your home even on your days off. Like this has now become your new norm. It's become your new comfort level and you don't want to go outside of that. So for me personally, it was fine. And like I felt very safe because we were walking, you know, five deep. It's just like five of us. And I'm like, okay, as long as I'm like with my group, I'm okay. But once we got out of the group or like we broke apart and there was people coming around me, I'd be like, oh, well, like don't get too close. Like, oh, don't, don't, don't come near me. Like, don't get too close. So it's just trying to, I guess, like learn again how to live normally or as normal as you can. But it was a really fun experience. I would say that the Seattle Aquarium is a cute like little city aquarium, but it's not like the Oregon Coast Aquarium by any means. It's not as big. Um, The exhibits that they have for like their mammals is a little sad and I wasn't too keen on watching the seals and sea lions kind of swim in like this box that didn't look like a natural habitat so I was just like okay keep moving on but um they had a huge pacific giant octopus there I have never encountered an octopus experience like this at any aquarium that I've ever been at. There was one when we went to the Seaside Aquarium when we took my brother. He was like five. And we took him to Seaside and there was a little, like a little small octopus there that had babies. And like it was really sad because the lady there, the employee was like, oh yeah, like unfortunately when her baby's hatch she'll pass away because the thing with octopuses is that when a mother has her eggs she is in full-blown like protective mode so they stop eating and so by the time that their babies hatch they've completely starved themselves to death and they're super weak and there's no way like they have no strength to go find food so they end up dying and that's pretty sad so I kind of saw that that was kind of cool when I went to seaside but the giant pacific octopus he was massive he was so big and i honestly could sit there for hours watching him if i could and i don't know i just like now i'm obsessed with octopuses i'm not kidding i watched the documentary my octopus teacher and that was really cool i'm scared of anything with water i don't like seeing documentaries where it involves the ocean I like can't handle it I'm already like super terrified of what is beneath the I mean like you can't see like you're looking at the water and it's dark and you can't see and Jess tried saying well just imagine that that's the floor I can't do that because I know that there's stuff beyond it I know that there's stuff beyond what I'm looking at with my own eyes that I cannot see and I don't like that it's the fear of the unknown I also don't like the fact or the idea, I should say, that if I'm in a boat and a fucking well is like on the side of me, like that thing could tip me over. And so I think just the fear of that, I know it probably wouldn't try to eat me, but still like orca wells, I'm terrified of. I've had nightmares about orca wells. I feel like this is for a different episode because I have so many, I I should do an episode of like the things that I'm scared of and why. And maybe someone can analyze my dreams that I've had that are pretty messed up and they all involve my fears and maybe see if I need some professional help. (laughs) But 
No. Okay. So, anyways, the the aquarium was really. It was a cute little moment, and then we discovered that Mr. Beast Burgers closed at two. We didn't leave the aquarium until like one fifteen. By the time that we had decided, oh, let's not go to Pike's Place Market because uh, Beast Burgers closes at two. So I was a little heartbroken because I've always wanted to go to Pike's Place Market and get flowers. Like their flowers are so pretty, and I saw people walking around with flowers, and I was a little heartbroken but I was there for my brother the whole point of going was to make my brother's dreams come true of going to Mr. Beast Burger so that was my focus and I put my selfish feelings aside and I was like okay we're gonna make this happen and so Alvaro being the best person ever he was like okay he like called them was like hey I know you guys close at two but we're like 30 minutes away and it's like five minutes to two at that point and they were like no we close at two but what you can do is like at our other locations this was the only drive through location the other locations, you literally have to go through the app, order the food, and they deliver it for you. The nice thing is about doing that is that they don't charge you like a Uber Eats or Grubhub fee. It's all tied in with the app, and it's like you just order your food, and I th- and I think that's it. Alvaro was like explaining it to me because I had nothing to do with the ordering process. Um, also, thank you, Anthony, for letting us use your iPhone to order the food because apparently the app doesn't really work well with Android. So luckily, our friends are Apple people. That all worked out. My brother was super excited, super happy. Like the moment the food got there, he was like, you could just see it on his face that he was so happy. The food was well worth the wait. It did suck that it wasn't like the freshest because obviously it had to be delivered and the person that delivered it was on a bike. So probably not the quickest uh, like transportation method, but hey, we still got our food and it was still delicious. I would still recommend it. Next time that we go to Seattle, we are going to Pike's Place Market. I am getting those bougie ass flowers and we're going to make sure to go to Mr. Beast Burgers drive through location before they close this time. The sucky thing is, is like during the week, Alvaro and I were very diligent about looking to see what time they closed. Every day they closed between five and six, like their times are either five or six. But then out of nowhere, of course, the day that we decided to go, they close at two. But we weren't going to let that get in our way. We were making it happen for my brother and it happened. So then like we get home, everything's good. It was fun. And then my week goes on. Daylight savings happens on Sunday, which... I guess some people listening, like I know my family or Alvaro's family, I should say, um, in Arizona, they don't do daylight savings. And I feel like that's how it should be because it kind of messes you up. Like you can't fall asleep if you're used to going to bed early. Your body is like, uh, it's 930, but it feels like 830. But, you know, I don't know. I'm, ha- I'm struggling with that a little bit right now. Mornings aren't so bad, but evening times are because I'm like, it's 830. The sun is still out. Go down. You're supposed to be away right now. And I'm supposed to be in bed, but I can't fall asleep because it's daylight. Anyways, um, so Monday night, um, we had kind of a eventful, well, it wasn't like the greatest thing, but so Monday night we had some drama and Alvaro and I, we don't have drama. We don't have drama with nobody. We, if you like us, you like us. If you don't, you don't like, we don't hang out or really affiliate with like people that we don't care for like if we don't like you we're not going to waste our time and energy like bottom line like we're not going to waste our time and energy because we don't like you or you're just not good for our life so you know what we're just you take us as we are or you don't that's it but anyways so we've lived in our apartment complex for the last five years I want to say it's five years going on six 
And in this time that we've been here, all of the neighboring apartments next to us in our unit, there's four of us, all have changed out. Like, obviously, that's what happens with apartments. Like, you get new neighbors. They leave depending on their lease term. Bye-bye. You don't really get to know your neighbors because they, they're not they're, – they go. So, last summer, a girl next to us on the left side of us moved in. She's super nice. She has two cats. Um, she has, like, I guess a friend that lives with her. Honestly, I don't even know who lives there anymore. There's so many people in and out of that place. And, like, some people stay for a while and then they're, like, gone and they come back. And I'm like, who actually fucking lives here? So, for my neighbor's protection, I'm just going to use the name Samantha. I want to say her name, but obviously I'm not going to. So, Samantha is, like, the main person that lives there. And then I don't know who who else lives there. So, she started dating this guy in the summertime. And, like, I was always weirded out by him. Like, I never got, like, a good vibe, good energy from this individual. Like, he definitely seemed silent. Like, in, in, and not in a good way. Not like, oh, I'm silent until you get to know me. And then, like, from there, I'm like, I show you who my true self is. No. It's like this guy, he's just creepy because when they were together, he would at night, like, we have, like, a field over in, like, a corner area that people typically take their dogs out or they, like, have, like, picnics in with, like, their kids. And he would, like, at night, like, walk through there and, like, it's at night it's dark back there they finally just put a light over there but it's still not bright enough that you can totally see what's going on and he would like walk around apparently he lived he didn't even live with my neighbor he lived on the other side of our complex apparently but anyways like he would walk around at all hours of the night like there would be times where I would let my dogs out kind of late for me and he would be out walking around like I'm like what the fuck is this guy doing so they ended up breaking up and out of nowhere he was like completely gone and I noticed like uh, you know working from home you see stuff like outside your windows my where my office is at is also my guest bedroom and so it, it faces like where we park so no matter what if someone parks I can see who's coming up to our doorway or or our neighbors so like I would notice when I would take the dogs out for quick potty breaks or just looking outside my window that the guy like, my, like, mind you, I ha- we haven't seen him in, like, a month or two at this point. And he would be walking in the front of her apartment, like, looking at her door to see, like, are you out? Like, can we talk? Like, type like type vibes. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, he, he's, like, stalking her. Like, it seems like he's stalking her, right? And so then one night, like, and this is probably, like, in October, one night, it's it's dark out. It's fall. So it gets dark by the time I get home. I get home, especially like when I'm working at our headquarters, like I get home around like 530, sometimes even 545, depending on what idiot in front of me is driving like 45 miles or like less than that on the freeway. And I'm trying to get around them. Anyways, that's a different rant. So it gets, it's dark. I feed them. I let their food kind of digest. So when they go outside, they're going potty right away because if not, then they just don't go. And so I remember one night I was out with probably Bane because I hadn't yet taken Bailey out. Bailey at that time was the last one that we would always take out. But I was out with Bane 
And I noticed that the guy was like standing in our backyard area, like where you could see our back patio area and could look inside of our apartment if our blinds were open. Well, her blinds were fully open and he was standing there for like a good 10 minutes just staring into her apartment. That night she had a girls night. So she had probably like four friends over, including her roommate. And I'm like, is this guy really watching what she's doing? Like looking inside of her apartment. I haven't seen him around for months, but I have noticed that he's like walking around her complex, like always looking at her door. And so I'm like, he legit is stalking her now. Like he is creepy. He's so creepy. And so then I'm on the opposite end and I'm just watching him because I'm waiting for him to move. So that way I can walk down the same path I came up to then just go straight to my apartment. And so I finally see him go the opposite direction. He's going, it looks like he's going home on the other side of the apartment complex. But then he like takes a left turn. I'm like, where the fuck is this guy going? So then I'm with Bane probably like rush to get back to Bailey to then get her to go outside really quick. And I don't see him. But as I'm going up my stairs, he's at the top of the stairs. And I'm like, fuck, okay, don't make eye contact, like, just walk past him. And, like, you can tell he was contemplating knocking on her door because he's he had been knocking on her door, like, asking her, like, Samantha, I'm sorry, like, I didn't mean to. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, really kind of sad listening to someone beg someone to open up the door and let them in, right? Like, obviously, she doesn't want anything to do with him. I don't know what happened. I don't know her. I don't know their relationship. But something big had happened, and she was like, get the fuck out of my life. So he was around begging and then like when I was coming up the stairs, he was like, oh shit, I guess I got to knock on Samantha's door. So he knocked on her door and she opens the door. She's like, nope. And like slams it in his face. And then he goes down the stairs and like, that's it for the night. But I like waited a minute before I went back out with Bailey. I was like, I got to give it some time to see if he really is gone. So I'm in my guest bedroom, like kind of creep in to see where he's at and I noticed that he's like in front of the garage and one of her friends had parked in front of the garage which you're not really supposed to do because you're blocking someone's garage and they may need into it and he's like looking in the car like he has his flashlight on and he's looking inside the girl's car and I'm like what the fuck is going on like I'm like this guy is nuts so finally he goes away I get Bailey and I take her out and then I come back And then me just being a nice neighbor go to tell her I'm like, okay, maybe I should tell her that he was totally creeping and stood outside her the back doors for 30 minutes, you know, or sorry, 10 minutes, like just watching what she was doing and getting like he was like getting aggravated that she had friends over and he wasn't allowed to be in. And it's like, well, yeah, dude, you guys are broken up. And obviously you did something that hurt her like either emotionally or like you you're just like fucked up that she wants nothing to do with you. Well, so I go I go knock on my neighbor's door and I'm like, hey, like I'm your neighbor. I'm I just want to let you know, like you may want to close your back door blinds because like the person that was just knocking on your door was standing back there for like 10 minutes watching what you guys were doing and was getting like mad and he was like cussing under his breath like as I was like getting closer you could like tell that he was like getting mad like his body language like showed that he was pissed off and I was close enough that I could hear what he was saying he was just like, oh my god well I was like what the fuck like you know like I'm like whoa this guy is nuts I mean already you guys are like thinking this guy's crazy right And you guys are scared for me yeah I was scared for me too but I told her and she was like, oh my God, he is so crazy. He follows me. He stalks me. She said that um, he 
he kicked the side mirror off of her car. And I did notice. I'm like, Alvaro, you notice that like her car mirror just all of a sudden disappeared? And he's like, yeah. And then out of nowhere, it was fixed. Well, she took it in to go get it fixed. But he had kicked it off one night when he was like mad at her or something. Apparently, he also kicked in her door. I don't know where me and Al- where me and Alvaro were because we weren't home to hear that. You would have heard that shit, right? So I'm thinking that we were probably on one of like our little beach trips where we just, you know, run in a house and we stay there, relax, get away from the city, right? So because I'm like, I don't remember any of that. So then she tells me and then she's like, oh, and he uses and she like does like a like with her hand, she like motions like a needle and then like goes to her inner arm. He uses and I'm like, okay, all you have to tell me is that he uses heroin. Like you don't gotta like be dramatic and show me the motions. I know what they do and they also put it in different places too. But like, I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, you're dealing with a heroic, a heroin addict. Like, yeah, he's crazy. (sighs) So then that happens my night ends. She closes her blinds. Like she, like she did it while like her friend went and did, she's like, can you close my blinds? And, and it was taken care of at that time. A month later goes by. And by then it's like the fall festive season. Everyone has pumpkins on their front porches and are all carved out or just left solid. So she had like three huge pumpkins on her porch. And I remember one time in November, he was still trying to get her back, still coming and begging at her door, knocking on it. Please let me in. Like I said, I was sorry. And it it is kind of a little weird when you're the neighbor and you can hear him out there. You're just like, dude, get the hint. She doesn't want to be with you. Like, go away, you know? But then I remember that night I was, or that day I was actually working from home. I let, I was letting the dogs out for an afternoon, like potty break while I was on break. And he came up with like a vase and had flowers in it. And he set them in front of her door and like knocked and was like doing the same thing. Then he left all day. Those flowers were untouched. She had left her apartment and knew that the flowers were there, but did not move them, did not touch them, did not knock them over nothing. She was like carefully walking around them to show no indication that she even opened her door, but she had been in and out all day. So then that night I'm letting the dogs out again. It's like I'm on my second dog. I come back in. He's knocking on the door, but really his knocking is a little aggressive because it sounds like he more he's like hitting the door with his fist and he's like, let me in. And then she like opens the door. She's like, get the fuck out or, you know, like leave me alone and slams the door in his face. And then all of a sudden, like I hear like this huge, like loud, like I guess like something either breaking or, you know, something, a loud bang. It was loud. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? And so I'm waiting. I wait like a good 15 minutes before I even open my door. And it sucks that I have to like open my door. I know people are probably thinking like, why did you even go back out there? Well, I have to let my dogs out to go to the bathroom by the end, you know, for the end of their day because Alvaro leaves to work at uh, he leaves here like 2.15. So he lets them out around 1.30. They're waiting for me to let them out for their last potty of the night before we go to bed. I have to let them out. I cannot let them hold it in for that long, especially my Bailey girl, not doing it. So then finally I go outside. I notice that the flowers are like dumped out, like just on her welcome mat. The vase is obviously gone. I'm like, did he throw that? Like, where is it? I don't see it. So then I go down the stairs and he legit had picked up her her big pumpkins and threw them over her porch or balcony and had they had just exploded on like the concrete and in like the little uh 
I guess, like, the ground and, like, a huge rock is there. And they just, like, exploded there. He threw two of them and she had three. And I'm like, okay. Like, I don't see him. He's gone. Okay. Like, I'm going to continue to let Bailey out. So as I'm coming back with Bailey, a cop all of a sudden approaches me. And he's like, hey, are you Samantha? And I'm like, no. Like, I'm, I'm her neighbor, though. And he goes, oh, did you hear a disturbance? We got a call about her disturbance. Or she called saying that someone was um, at her door and then took, like, I guess, like, uh, like an aggressive approach when she denied him access. I was like, oh yeah, like I was out letting my dogs out. You know, I told him the whole thing. I heard the big bang. I came out. It was just the pumpkins thrown out there. I don't know where he's at. I also showed the cop because we were in that area. I showed him where he stood, where I had seen him not only once, but a few times standing outside in the back. I mean, it got to the point where I was even looking through my blinds. I keep my blinds closed now. I don't even leave them open anymore not only because he stands out there, but I just don't want people walking. Like clearly when I take my dogs out and it's nighttime, I can see into people's apartments. I can see what they're doing. I don't want people to invade my privacy in that way. Like if you leave your blinds open, that's up to you. But there's a stalker dude that literally is just like looking at my neighbor's apartment, which then he could look into mine, not doing it. So I told him, he's like, okay, well just, he goes, anytime you see him, like you can call the cops because we're after this guy. And I'm thinking, what do you mean you're after this guy? And so I, I told Alvaro, I was like, oh my God, I feel like unsafe. Like, like the officer said, like, if you see him, call the cops because we're looking for him. What did he do? I don't know. So that night ends, nothing really happens. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, he's gone. He's not around for the remainder of the time. Like he now has gotten the clue that she wants nothing with, to do with him. December goes by, January goes by, but then towards the middle of February, he starts coming back around. And I told Alvaro, I was like, that guy's coming back around. I go flat out. She's crazy. She is crazy for taking someone back that has shown aggression, that has shown the fact that he stalks her and can't leave her and is obsessive, but also the fact that he's an addict. Like he's an addict. I, I don't, I don't want to judge her and say like, oh, like you, like you're crazy because you just took this addict back, but I'm only speaking on what I actually see and what I observe and that guy's fucking nuts. So then that leads me to think that she's kind of crazy and, or maybe that's like her source for drugs. I don't know. I don't know her that very well, but that's just what I'm thinking. Like there is some type of relation there. Like, maybe he has other stuff. I don't know. I'm assuming things. But I, she, uh, the, all the times that I've ever talked to her, she's so nice. And, like, like yeah, I don't know. We've talked about her cats. Like, I mean, she's, a, she's always super nice when I say hi to her. Like, but then again, people are good at hiding shit. And so I can't really say that she has maybe some type of side addiction or, like, uses every once in a while. I don't know. And I'm not going to say those things. I'm not going to make that assumption. But I do think she's a little crazy because why would you take an addict back? I mean, they weren't they weren't together long enough to be like, oh, my God, like I just lost the love of my life. I mean, maybe she felt that way. They were only together for like two months, maybe three. They had a summer loving, you know, but that was it. And she even told me she goes, it literally was like a summer thing. She like told me like their whole relationship and like 
10 minutes I'm like whoa girl like I'm just trying to tell you to close your back black oh my god your back blinds and that's it I don't want to hear anything else I'm just trying to like be a good neighbor and say hey someone's watching you close them up that's it oh man okay so that happened and then Monday March 15th everything's going fine. I get home. She has some friends over and I'm like, oh, she's having like another girl's night. Cute. And I'm like, I haven't seen her friends around in a while. So this is probably something that she needs. But then again, that guy has been around. And since that guy has been around, I do not see her anymore. I don't see her come out of her apartment. I don't see her leave to work. I like, I don't see her anymore. And so I'm like, okay, this is really weird because she was always actively like in and out of her home, always making like, she loves Target. I always see her Target bags. Okay. This is me being, I guess, a nosy neighbor. But again, my window where my, where I sit and I work is right. I mean, the window's right there. I can see it all. I see it all. Anything that's outside in the front, I can see it. And also we run into each other all the time and I, she's, you know, she always has Target bags. I mean, who doesn't like Target? But anyway, so her friend is there. Another friend shows up later that night and then they leave. And then I go to bed. Alvaro works swing shift. So he gets off around 11, sometimes even 3 a.m. if he has to stay. But this time he got off work at 11. He usually gets home around 1130 and then takes a shower and then does his back stretches and then comes to bed. So technically Alvaro doesn't get actually to bed and start sleeping until like about sometimes even 1 a.m. So when he gets home, I hear him and I'm like, oh, shoot, I drink too much water. I got to go pee. So I'm like, oh, I got to I got to go pee before he takes a shower. And so I'm like, I'm going to use the bathroom. Don't come, you know, whatever. Don't come in. But like anyways, so then I go back to bed and I'm like trying to go back to bed. But I'm one of those that when I wake up, I'm kind of awake and it's hard for me to go back to sleep. But I really had to pee and I wasn't going to wet the bed. So, oh my God, that reminds me of the Shit's Creek episode when David wets the bed. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, um, sorry, that was a side thought there. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to go back to bed and it like Alvaro's doing I like obviously can tell Alvaro's doing his stretches because I hear him moving around in the living room so then I'm like okay he he like needs to come back to bed because I'm hearing all this movement and I'm like okay out of nowhere someone I swear it was like around 12 30 Alvaro says it was around 12 but the time frame of what he says doesn't make sense because he typically isn't out in the living room until probably around 12 15 doing his stretches to then come to bed close to one and he's like oh yeah okay so I say 1230. Who knows what? I mean, the night was just crazy. And so we both are kind of like, I guess we don't really know what time this truly happened. So I'm going to say 1230. That's, this is how I remember it. So 1230, I'm like starting to fall asleep and I hear knocking at her door. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm like in and out of like falling asleep, kind of awake. I'm just hearing things. My dogs aren't alerted they're not growling they're not barking nothing but then a few seconds later someone knocks again and then Bane and Bruce are up they're barking they're growling and I'm like what the fuck and so I'm like fully awake now I'm alert and I'm like okay where's Alvaro like where is Alvaro and I lay in bed and I wait to see if he opens the door So then a few seconds go by and sure enough, he opens the door 
And out of nowhere, I hear, like, someone say, like, we need help. Can you please call the cops? And then the next thing I know, I hear Alvaro on the phone and he's like, we need cops here. Something happened. Um, I, you know, have two girls in the my apartment. Like, I need someone here. And so obviously dispatch is trying to, like, calm. Usually they, like, try to calm the person to try to get more information, like what's going on to see if they truly need to send cops out. I feel like it's now harder to get cops to respond because we don't have as many of them working anymore. But even yet, some of it's like, oh, you know, just like, um, you know, blah kind of thing. I don't want to waste my time doing that, which is like pretty fucked because it's like you're there to serve and protect. But in Tualatin, the cops are very responsive. So Alvaro, like the girl's like, I don't have my phone. Like, I, I, I don't have my phone. He's like, well, I don't know what's going on. So then finally he passes the phone to the girl and I hear the girl talking. But then I also hear another girl who's just like a hot mess crying in my living room like <laughs> like crying and so I'm at this point I'm out of my bed I'm starting to change into like my, my yoga pants I'm putting a bra on I'm putting my sweat my long sleeve sweater on that says hello weekend on it like I'm like oh my god okay and then, and then before I open the door and before I get out there I still give it a few a few seconds and I'm like okay do I really need to go out there and then all of a sudden Alvaro is like no 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 like you need to stay here until the cops get here so I go out there and I'm like is everything okay and then out of nowhere they're saying oh Samantha's still in the apartment he went crazy he pushed my friend down and just in the moment that I walked out all I smelled was alcohol these girls were intoxicated. So she did say, like, I was overhearing the girl on on talking to dispatch, and she's like, yeah, we went out for a few drinks. We went to a bar over here, and they're like, well, obviously, like, what's the bar name and, like, all this stuff. And, you know, for dispatch, like, she was, like, giving them the entire information, which I'm like, that's what the cops are here for. Like, the cops are the ones that do all of the reporting, I thought. I thought dispatch was just there to, like, try to calm the situation and be like, okay, cops are on their way. Like, stay on the line with me. So then that way, like, someone doesn't do anything crazy. But the girl was, like, flat out, like, telling him what happened. And she would have had to repeat it. I mean, and she was. She had to, like, repeat the whole thing again. Which, the story kind of changed a little bit when she was, like, talking to the officer. So I'm like, I don't really know what's happening. All I know is that the guy went crazy. Something was said. He wasn't happy about it. And something was said by a friend, I'm assuming, because I feel like Samantha is in, like, this relationship where maybe she has no say or isn't allowed to leave her home. I don't know because I haven't seen her in, like, a month, the time that they have been together. But I did say the crazy thing is, is that I told Alvaro, like, a week before all this happened, I was like, I feel like things are going too good and I feel like there's going to be like an outburst of something like an episode's going to happen. He goes, why do you say that? I'm like, I don't know, because this guy is like being too nice, like like like, oh, I'll take the trash out for you. Oh, I'll set this out. And I'm like, I don't know. Something's just not right because I still see him walking around the apartment, even though they're together. He's walking around at night, like pretty much patrolling the parameters and like checking on stuff. But as he's walking in the back path behind our back doors, he's looking up at her apartment, like looking in and we'll stop there for a few seconds. I'm like, what the fuck? They're together. Why is he doing this? Just fucking crazy. So anyways, what felt like maybe 30 minutes for the cops to get there probably was like five minutes but when stuff is happening so quickly it feels like when you need help the minutes are like going by and you feel like why aren't they here like why aren't they here helping me like 
it just feels like a really long time. But the cops were there like in five minutes, like so quick. So we had a guy, we had a police officer come in. Oh, going back to like what the girl was saying. Sorry. She was like saying that he started throwing stuff around and like punching the walls and then like laid his hands on like, I think the obvious, like the friend because she was like crying and, and I think he like pushed her out of the way and then she fell. I have no idea. I don't know. Their stories kind of didn't add up. I feel like that they were all just in- intoxicated and you know, when people start drinking, the truth starts coming out. So who knows what really happened? But it was not a good situation. And therefore, the cops needed to be called. The girls clearly came to us for help. So the situation had to have been bad. We think. No, I don't know. I think it was. I think it was bad enough to where the girls like had to escape the apartment and get help. But then the cop gets here and he's like, hey, like, can I come in? Like, are you Samantha? Did you call? And they're like, no, we're the friends. We don't know where Samantha's at. And before the cops had gotten there, I noticed that there was like a newer car parked in my neighbor's parking space. The parking here sucks. And so anytime that we have any visitors like ourselves, we usually leave our parking space open. So that way, when our friends get here, they have a place to park. Um, so I, I, it's like the same thing with her. And then all of a sudden I say, whose car is there? Because it just drove off. Like it just sped off. And she was like, what, what, what car? Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a newer black car. She's like, oh, that's my Kia. Okay. And I was like, some guy in a baseball cap, like walked out and like drove off, got in the car and drove off like super quickly. And the friend that was talking to dispatch was like, oh, that was my friend. He's fine. But what we didn't know is that Samantha had disappeared because as the cop is in here, you know, kind of interviewing the friend on like what happened, what's going on. He's also asking if the girl who's like crying, having trouble breathing. I mean, she was having like she was hyperventilating and probably having like a panic attack all at once. Like she was just like so freaked out and worried about Samantha that she was not at all worried about herself and kept trying to get out. And Alvaro kept having to say, no, you're not leaving. Like you're staying here until the cops get here. We don't know what's going on out there. You're not going out there just over and over again and finally the girl was like on my floor like sitting on my floor like rocking back and forth she was like crying laughing it was like her body was trying to figure out what it needed to do so it was a little creepy I'm like what do I do do I start like doing breathing exercises with her but then again I don't know who the fuck these girls are I don't I don't know and so I'm like I'm not getting too close I actually stood in the hallway and did not get anywhere near them I stayed well beyond the six feet away from these people because I'm like I don't know who the fuck you are but you are in my home and you have brought this drama into our home now I know that I sound a little irritated that they came in but at the end of the day you kind of have to think about what if we didn't open that door and what would have like what would have happened if Alvaro didn't have his cell phone to call 911 what would have happened to these people so in a way lucky that they had neighbors that opened their door to call for help. So then the cop obviously gets here. He's talking to the friend and then I'm looking outside because I'm like, what else is happening here? And I'm just keeping an eye out to make sure that this guy isn't running away because the friend had told us that he said he was not going to leave the apartment, that he was going to stay there and was not leaving. And so then two other cops show up. I finally see they walk him like they're walking him out and they have him arrested they have him handcuffed and two cops are handling him the officer is still in here interviewing the friend and then is like does she need medical help and my friend and the friend was like yeah she needs she she's like having a panic attack and isn't able to breathe and so 
the guy, the cop calls it in. He's like, we need, you know, medical attention, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm not kidding. Less than two minutes. Oh, firefighter truck was here. An ambulance truck was here. And then next thing I know, I had like two firefighters in my apartment, three EMTs, a police officer, two girls that I don't know, and me and Alvaro. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. And it took them a while to like calm her down. But then the officer was like, look, do we need all these people here? If you're not going to tend to her, can we like start getting people out of here because the space is getting small? It's a little crowded. I'm like, yeah, hello. I live in a two bedroom apartment. Like don't have the space for all these people here. Um, but just insane. And then there was a fourth cop that like went next door to go find Samantha to make sure obviously that she was okay, but also get her side of the story nowhere to be found and at this point this is when we find out that she had probably left with the guy so the girl that was talking to dispatch her friend I think got her out of the apartment to safety and drove off with her and then the cop was like well have you guys tried calling her and and the friend was like no I don't have my phone like that's why I'm using his phone that's why we were able to call you because he took my phone and he threw it and blah 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 and the, one of the cops is like, well, I just did like a parameter check and nothing is thrown out there. There's nothing broken, like nothing. There's no phone. So we're like, where's her phone? Like, this is ugh, weird. So anyways, yeah, so that was my night. Um, we also found out that my neighbor has two children, which, or I guess like adult children, we had no idea. I, for the longest time, thought my neighbor was around mine and Navarro's age, maybe like late 20s or even like mid 30s no this lady has a 21 year old and a 14 year old and it makes sense now because again remember in the beginning when I said I never knew who really lived here it's because her kids would come and visit and would stay for like a weekend or a whole week and I'm like who the fuck are these new people and why are they only here every so often well they're her kids so found that out so she's probably like late 30s early 40s and I'm like lady you really have this drama going on in your life right now. Like, this is too much. Again, it may not be her choice. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know her that well. But anyways, so Alvaro and I were talking about it this morning. I'm like, I swear things ended like around 2 a.m. He goes, no, I think we went to bed around 2 a.m. Either way, it was a really long night. The girl that was like having the panic attack, hyperventilating on my floor, like, she got the help that she needed. The EMTs walked her out, took her to the ambulance truck, and then, like, drove off with her. And then the firefighters left. And then the two cops that obviously took the guy, like, were gone. So then that left, like, two additional cops hanging around here. The guy that interviewed um, the girl in our apartment was, like, asked Alvaro, he's like, do you guys know these people? We're like, no, we don't know who the fuck these people are. He was like, oh, okay. Like, you could tell he was like, wow, okay. Like, you guys are, like, are actually really good people for letting these individuals in. But, like, also, I get it. Like, you're probably really annoyed that everyone is here right now. And I kind of was. I was like, I have to work tomorrow. And it's, like, the full first night of daylight savings, like, with, like, waking up and then trying to go to bed. And I was already having a hard time. So, that was my Monday night. Oh, and you know what? It was kind of like wrestling. Monday Night Raw live edition in my living room. There was the drama. There was the suspense of like what was going on, who was about to pop up, what was next, what was coming, you know, and also the buildup. I knew that this was going to happen or maybe not this extreme, but I knew something was going to happen. 
I'm trying not to be funny about it, but this is the only way that I could really like, this is the only way that I'm, I'm getting over it because it was kind of traumatizing and it's kind of messed me up a little bit when it comes to nighttime. And I'll tell you how the rest of my week went. So Alvaro obviously works late and isn't home with me when I'm going to bed. He's not home with me when I get home, like nothing. I don't have my person here to comfort me. And so Tuesday night, I'm like, okay, I'm, I can't sleep. Like I, I don't want to go in my room because in the room, in my room is like where I heard the initial knock or like the knocking at the door. So like I'm now playing and seeing my bedroom as like where it started, like where I heard it. Right. So it's like nine, getting close to like nine fifteen at night, Tuesday. And all of a sudden I hear a knock on my door. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who's at my door? Like, I'm scared. Like, I'm legit. Like, I'm, I don't like this guy. Like, I straight up do not like this guy. And I'm not taking the time to get to know him or know his story. But then another thing that the friend was saying was that, like, Samantha found needles in his room. Great. Like, hello. An addict is always an addict unless they actually seek help for years. And he's not the type of person. You look at him and his demeanor and he's not the type of person to, like, seek help. He enjoys what he does. He's going to do it. He's crazy. Bottom line, this guy's fucking nuts. I don't care if anyone says, Martha, we were being judgmental. I don't give a fuck. This guy is crazy. He's a stalker. I see him everywhere just being nuts, okay? He's crazy and he's an addict. I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't waste my energy to try to get to know people that I don't like based on their first impression actions. And this is a continuous action of his of just being fucking shady. Sorry. But yeah, I don't like him. Anyways, so I put my jacket on. I open my door and I'm like, well, I obviously look to see who's outside and it's the girl that was on the phone with dispatch. And I open the door and I'm like, hello. And then she's like, hey, I just wanted to say thank you, you know, again for you and your husband opening the door for us. Like, you don't really know how much that helped. And like, I'm like, oh yeah, you're welcome. But at the same time, I'm really annoyed that she just knocked on my door that late at night. She had been around the apartment all day and Alvaro had been home all day and she couldn't fucking come over and say thank you earlier. I don't need to be home for her to say thank you. But then it turned into like, oh, and I'm just wondering, did you find my phone in your in your apartment? And I'm like, I told her, I was like, if we would have found it, we would have walked it over. Because in my head, I'm thinking like, obviously, we're the type of people who just let you into our home last night for safety. You think we're the type of people to like not return a cell phone? Ain't nobody got time to be taking someone else's cell phone to start clearing it out and making their own. I'm sorry. We're not that type of people. We're not. And so she's like, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Well, like, thank you again. And I close my door. I'm like, okay, I just want this. I just want her gone at this point. I don't know who she is. We're not going to become friends, obviously. Like, get these people with the drama out of my life. Like, go. Bye-bye close the door. I didn't even ask and I probably should have. I probably should have asked like, oh, did you hear any update on like, probably I'm assuming I'm hoping now the ex-boyfriend and I didn't even ask. In my mind, I'm like, if he gets released, I hope he doesn't fucking come around again and like, I don't think he will because she actually has a restraining order against him. Found out that out that night too. And while she had the restraining order against him, she let him back in her life. So crazy, crazy, The bitch is crazy. I'm sorry. Samantha, you're really nice, but you're crazy. And you may have a bunch of shit going on that I don't know, but you guys have too much drama and I'm not for it. I don't affiliate with people that have so much drama. I don't like it. I don't want it. It's all bad energy. No, thank you. And so 
I know you guys are probably thinking, Martha, you're so harsh, but guess what? I got to protect my own. I got to protect myself. And sometimes you just don't need the drama. There are people who love it. Not for me. I don't care for it. And I also speak my mind. That's why it's called saying it out loud with Martha. I speak my mind. I call it how I see it. And if you don't like it, oh, well, I don't, you know, anyways, um, but yeah, so then that happened and I did not sleep at all Tuesday and then I had a short day on Wednesday because I worked this Saturday and Alvaro actually called out of work to be with me so that way I could sleep. No one knocked on her door. No one, nothing. Thursday night, Alvaro goes back to work. I'm about to go, I like, I'm about to get ready for bed. Someone fucking knocks on my door again at nine o'clock. I'm like, is this really going to become a pattern when I'm home by myself that people are going to start knocking on my door? And why the fuck are people knocking on the door so late? That is so rude. So I go to my guest bedroom. I look outside the window and well, actually before I did that, I looked through a little peephole, like the little peephole, so I could see who was there. There was some guy standing out there. I, he, I, he had a baseball cap on. He had long hair. He had a jacket. What I didn't see in his right hand was pizza boxes in his hand. So I'm thinking like, who the hell is this guy? I'm not opening on the door. So then he knocks again and I'm like, oh my God, he needs to go away. And so I go to the guest bedroom. I look out the window. I see the pizza like sign on his car. I'm like, oh, he's delivering pizza. So I open the door and I'm like, hello. And he's like, pizza? And I'm like, no, I didn't order pizza. He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, I think I would know if I ordered pizza. And I wouldn't order pizza this late unless I had like a party going on or people over. You know, I didn't say that part out loud, but I was, I did say, I think I would know if I ordered pizza and I did not. He's like, okay, I'm really sorry. But did he leave? No, he stood at my door or just in this area of my door trying like confused as to why apartment number 28 did not take their pizza well guess what no one ordered pizza here I'm sorry I'm the only one here and I clearly did not order pizza he finally leaves after probably like 10 minutes poor guys probably just trying to find like what apartment actually ordered pizza but he didn't I didn't hear him go knocking on anyone else's door so I don't know he finally leaves I'm like great this is just like a new thing that I'm gonna, I'm never going to be able to be by myself. No, I'm okay. I'm okay now. And then Friday, Alvaro got off work early. Obviously, was here with me. No one knocked on our door. Saturday went fine. Yesterday went fine. Um, today is now Sunday. I think it's fine. I haven't seen the guy around. I don't think we'll be seeing the guy around. Um, we have family coming from Arizona visiting us in May. And I just want to like the fam know we're safe. It is a very safe neighborhood, but it just takes one person to kind of ruin it for you. But other than that, everyone knows each other here. Everyone says hi to each other when we're out walking the dogs. I have a few friends that I've met while taking out my dogs. It's a very safe neighborhood. The cops don't fuck around here. Homeless people try moving in. They're like, you got to keep moving on. It's just like, it's a very, very safe area. I have never felt scared until this moment, but again, it just takes one person to make you feel that way. I I haven't seen him around since, but who knows? I think this is just like the push that we needed to probably really be serious about looking for a home, but it sucks right now because Oregon is so expensive to buy in and the market, there's not enough inventory. Like our realtor that we're currently working with flat out said like there's like three to nine months nine now now that it's spring and the weather is getting better it's gone up to nine 
months of inventory, which is not a lot. And that's not including affordable homes. That's including everything from like a $250 like manufactured home or trailer to like million dollar homes. Like that's what's in the pot of nine month inventory, which doesn't help us because it's like, okay, it's a very competitive market. People are obviously going to, I mean, she told us, she's like, people are paying like up to 50K more than the asking price in order to get a fucking house. So I don't know. Alvaro and I have also talked about moving out of state. I don't know what will happen, but obviously we don't want to be here if she's going to be here and that guy's going to be here. But until then, we'll probably get an additional lock on our door, like a security thing. So when we open it, it doesn't open all the way fully. Um, but I will say that Alvaro and I, we are armed to protect ourselves in the event that we have a home invasion, whether it's the apartment, whether it's our future house that we got. We went through all of the correct channels to make sure that we're doing this right. But yeah, if anyone tries to fuck with me while I am home by myself, I got a way to protect me before you can even come near me. So not trying to like say pro firearms, but I just have it just in case. Whew. But yeah, that was my Monday Night Raw live edition. And I'm okay. Alvaro's okay. The dogs are okay. I feel okay now. Um, but I definitely feel a little bit on edge when it comes to nighttime because I can hear things going on outside. Like, it's just more like people like talking and I'm like, oh my God, who's out there? Who's out there? You know, but I don't want to feel that way. So I'm just taking it day by day right now, but that's kind of what happens when you have a traumatic event. You, you don't like drop it that easily. But anyways, I think I've made up for not posting an episode in a month. I'm I'm starting to get into a little bit more but it's busy work is pretty busy and so when I get off work sometimes I just want to have like a cup of wine a glass let's be classy here a glass of wine not a cup who am I (laughs) so but yeah I'm reading more, which I love to read. So I've picked up reading more. Um, I'm bullet journaling more, which is cool. This year, I've actually been consistent with the months. It's only been the third month of 2021, but still. Um, I've also started meditating. I try to either meditate in the morning or at night. Typically, I find it works better for me at night. Puts me to sleep right away. Headspace is awesome. Um... Yeah, I'm trying to be more active. That's a slow progress, but it's getting there. It's getting there. I'm starting to feel like myself a little bit more. I think that outing to Seattle actually like gave me that push I needed, if I'm being honest. Like it made me feel normal, even though we all had to be, you know, with masks on. It still made me feel like I was like living a normal day out with the public Um, I don't know. It was a really nice time. The weather was beautiful. It was sunny. It was, it was perfect. It was awesome. Even though we ran into that issue with Mr. Beast Burgers, it was still a good time and it was so worth it. But that's kind of what I've got going on in my life. I will be back sooner than I was the last time. I will say that. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to me so we can talk about this Haas this hoss, this hot mess of an event that happened in my life just Monday, March 15th, technically going into March 16th because it was like really late Tuesday morning. (laughs) But I don't know. That's what I got going on. 
Thanks for listening. Bye.